Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. On this channel, we have simple goals. We want to inspire investors to move forward. We want to create belief that one rental at a time is possible. And we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. It gives you the tools to get started, help you learn your market, allows you to compare deals, and so much more. Lastly, by buying the course, you are granted access to a private Facebook group where I and my students interact daily. Everyone is equal, and we just keep helping everyone move forward. It is so much fun to watch, and again, I believe a link is in the description. With that, on with the show. To uh, another day, another review of what's going on in the financial news, financial markets. I was up pretty early today, so I got uh, notes to go through. Uh, we're going to start off with something that should be a warning sign to any flippers out there. And that is bidding wars have hit a decade low, uh, according to Redfin. Uh, to put the numbers in perspective, uh, in Redfin just said that only 10% of active listings today are getting multiple bids, where it was nearly 40%. Uh, in the actual number was 39, rounding to 40. So you could see a significant drop. What's also interesting is interest rates are lower today than a year ago. The job market, at least by the measure of unemployment, is lower today than a year ago. So that should be very concerning, right? If I've often said if you're flipping below the median in your market, you're fine. Maybe take on one less project. If you're flipping above the median uh, with this statistic, you should be, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but certainly more conservative. And if you're flipping 2x the median, uh, so if the median for your market's 250, if you're producing a product that's 500 and above, man, you should be really nervous. You should look at your inventory. You should look for ways to get out. Again, one guy's opinion, but you know, bidding wars are those first things um, that you can sort of see in the numbers. Next up will be price drops, right? How many uh, how many active listings have price drops? And then ultimately you will see price drops. Uh, interestingly enough, there's still some hot markets, but even they're significantly cooler. San Francisco being a market that I focus on and um, am frankly very nervous for. A year ago, 58% of listings had multiple offers. Uh, today, at least of the reporting by Redfin, it was down to 35%. So, you know, still a, still more than 10%, but falling and falling fast. So uh, something that is concerning. Another thing I found out about California, again, I think this was CNBC. It might have been CNN. Uh, they reported that 700,000 people left California. 
and in this this was in the last quarter, I believe. And what they're citing for the reasons? Shocking. High prices on homes and high tax. Yeah, California is quickly running into a significant problem in the high price markets because we are hollowing out the middle class. And um, it's frankly already unhealthy and it could be on a dangerous path going forward. So something, as a California native, I don't like seeing it. Um, I remember when it was affordable to live in cities like San Jose and Sunnyvale and, and, and all these markets. So not affordable today. Uh, next up, interesting enough, the trade war seems to be splintering, fracturing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it had a good four or five weeks of positive momentum. Then for whatever reasons, the event in the signing event in Chile gets canceled, which gets really no fault to the trade where there's some things going on in the Chilean economy that kind of like postpone the entire event. But the kind of rescheduling of that has caused both parties that my guess is would have signed something there to kind of renegotiate each other or retrade or whatever you want to call that. And I believe both sides are doing it. Uh, because now there's no impending date that they got to get ready for where the two big shots are going to get a room and put ink to paper. And this this could quickly deteriorate to, to no agreement. And instead of having tariffs removed, it could actually lead to more tariffs if uh, both sides aren't careful. I don't think we're there yet, but you can certainly look at the trend and go, the trend is now negative, at least as far as the trade war goes. Now, in truth, this could all be negotiating and posturing by both sides. I can only imagine the sophisticated, you know, gamesmanship going on on both sides because they both want to feel like a winner. They both want to tell the population they did great and blah, blah, blah. Um, but this could blow up. And both sides are already showing uh, that it's hurting. Uh, I have some numbers on China, uh, for example. Their economy uh, is reported growing just over 7%. They were expecting 8 uh, for example, so um, their economy is slowing. Uh, on that topic, it looks like Germany escaped an official recession, right? Two negative quarters of growth. They beat it by 0.1%. Nothing to write home about. Frankly, I'm willing to say here now on this channel that, you know, in a month or two when they go back and look at the numbers, because they, they do have the right to revise them, uh, that Germany is going to be in a recession. I think that number gets gets moved down to a negative number uh, and Germany will officially be in a recession which means Europe's in a recession because Germany is the strongest and largest economy in Europe so not not good that's why you have negative rates in, in all of that going on so uh, Europe is not looking any better uh, interestingly is um, Ford I just saw that Ford's going to announce a, a vehicle that will supposedly compete with Tesla uh, it's basically a Mustang-inspired electric SUV. Seems like they focused on power. They focused on performance. Uh, it will be interesting to see what Ford does. The Mustang M M Mark E, I think they're calling it. Anyways, it'll see. Right, right now, Tesla's got uh, a lion's hold on domination on, you know, sexy performance-based electric vehicles, and they've they've owned that market and they deserve it. They've kind of invented the market, frankly. Uh, but I think their holder, their monopoly, uh, is going to increasingly deteriorate. I think the pie does grow, 
right? Because we're not talking about a limited pie. I think the pie for these sexy electronic vehicles will be growing, no question. Uh, but do I think Tesla continues to hold an 80 to 85% market share? That's that's hard to imagine, right? That's just hard to imagine. So uh, it will see. It will be interesting. I do think that uh, more and more analysts will see this as a negative trend for Tesla heading into next year. Uh, but again, it will depend on the vehicle, right? It could be this ugly block of something that gets reported Sunday. But I'm going to look for a picture and see what it looks like. Uh, Walmart reported and beat on top line, missed slightly on bottom line, but most importantly, raised full year guidance, which is kind of what you know stocks are based on. It is interesting to see that their online groceries grew 41%. So that's just more and more people getting stuff delivered, um, which is just crazy. And I remember going to the grocery store all the time. But we, we run busy lives. You, you need milk. You need eggs at a certain duration. It makes total sense that this stuff is just showing up routinely. So good, good for them. Uh, did you see that the Motorola Razor is coming back? Right? The little flip phone. Right? I remember having one back in the day. Right? When phones were just phones. Uh, but it looks like Motorola is bringing back the Razer as a glass-based flip phone. Looks looks cool, at least the drawing I saw of it. Um, but it ain't going to be cheap. $1,500. So the folding phones are, are out. Right? Samsung did one that flipped this way. Samsung's doing one that flips this way. It's going to be interesting. Uh, lastly, I have out here is uh, I reported uh, uh, the other day on the Singles Day. Uh, in China, where they had a record 31 billion in sales, I thought it was interesting. Jack Ma, uh, who was the founder and CEO of Alibaba for a long time, I believe he just transitioned out, but um, or is transitioning out. He actually went out and said that it missed his expectations, which I thought was interesting. So if you look at all the reports, 31 billion or whatever it was was a record. 31 billion exceeded all the analysts' expectations. And then the CEO comes out four days later and says, yeah, we did all these great things, but it missed my personal goal. I like that. I like that, you know, because he doesn't, he's not putting out there because that would probably hit the stock, right? Didn't hit, didn't see what the, didn't hit what the CEO wanted, but he's not afraid. I do think it's interesting that he blamed the heat wave and the calendar, right? So apparently he thinks it's more people buy clothes when it's cold um, as opposed to being hot. And he also blamed it being on a Monday. You've seen it coming for a long time, right? 11-11, which is Singles Day, uh, it changes all the time. So I thought that was interesting that he thinks that uh, that impacted the decision. So that's what I got today. Lots of stuff to think and talk about. Uh, I think interest rates are going to stay low. This channel is right cost of capital. Um, I'm going in looking at some of the loans I have and seeing if I just can't refi them. I don't want more debt. Uh, but if I can lower the interest rate and maybe recast the loan, could be interesting. Uh, I do think this bidding war thing is something to take note, especially for flippers. I do think this is the first sign that the balloon is kind of shrinking for demand. And, and as someone who competes with owner-occupants a lot, I like it. It's, uh, you know, being a landlord and you know buying rental properties in a market with less owner-occupant buyers is always good news for me. So... Um, it's going to be an exciting time in 2020. I think rates are going to be low. I think uh, the options to add rentals is going to be higher than it is today. So I see next year still being a good year to be uh, a landlord, get your first or your next rental property. So that's what I have for today. I have a couple of uh, fun interviews today. Assuming they don't get uh, rescheduled or canceled, they will be done today and posted today like I always do. Uh, have fun. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye. Talk.
Till imorgon.